Now let's talk about the best regular season team in NHL history with our buddy Andrew Raycroft. He'll join us on the Harbor One Hotline. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's Frank it up. Andrew Raycroft on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I know I'm only doing this because of the carryover from Wiggy and Foyer talking about Super Bowl 38 and the fact that Bill Belichick moved the emotions of his football team heading into that game. Razor, in the hockey world, in the playoffs, if you're a coach, how do you sort of address your team to keep it relatively normal, but also know when your team needs the emotional lift, pull out the old Newt Rockney if need be in a big spot. Well, the Newt Rocky, like you guys talked about, it can't come out too often. It, right. it doesn't work. It won't, it won't relate. I think especially early in the playoffs next week, there's no reason for Newt Rockney. Everybody is excited. Everyone, if anything, you have to downplay things and pull guys back just a little bit. So, they don't go out there and take five penalties in the first period from their energy level. So early on, they pull back a lot because it is a marathon. It's a little bit different. The football playoffs compared to the Stanley Cup playoffs, a much different marathon. You're pacing yourself as you go through while also having to win every single game. So that Newt Rockney speech usually comes out either you're down 2 nothing in a series or and later in the round, second round, third round, where you can feel the energy waning a little bit. So, Razor, um, the other day when they finally got the, uh, I guess the, they got all these um, awards, right? Um, I was just thinking about this team, and and I'm curious to know your opinion, if you feel the same way. Out of everything they've done, of all the accomplishments, they did it in a season where they really didn't have much adversity, I feel like there wasn't anything during the season where they said, hey, you know what, like, hey, this brought us closer together. Like, this six-game road trip really, like, made us understand what's important. Do you kind of agree with that, or do you see it a different way? No, I, 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 no, I, I suppose there wasn't, like, like you said, like the, the six-game road trip where you lost five in a row and then you went out all together one night before the game and you won the last game and you really have a song. You came together because you went out. Yeah. That hasn't happened, right? It, it didn't, but you also didn't have McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Marshawn for the first month of the season. Um, so, so it might have been that adversity. They might have talked right in training camp and, and gone through and said, listen, we're going to have to come together as a team right away, and we need to get through this. And, and all as that happened, that, that carried through. So, no, there wasn't that main adversity point, but I also think that, these guys, the leadership has gone through more than enough adversity in their careers where it, it doesn't – I think they also get it where you don't need those moments. You can just be a professional every day and not build up a motivational thing out of nothing. Yeah, that was kind of my point. So, one, is is it unique and does it even matter, right, for this team, yeah. to your point? I don't think it matters. It is it, – it's probably unique, but only because they've been just so good. Again, a lot of times, again, and you guys know this, you've been on teams before, you need to manufacture something at times, that adversity. You have Michael Jordan's the king of it, right? He manufactured adversity in his head. When really he was going to UNC, like everything, all he got, all those times when he talks about 
how he got slighted and Tom Brady being slighted when he went to Michigan. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's the funniest thing. It's all built up in their heads, and I just think this team's been so good this season. They haven't needed to do that. Razor, in terms of tonight, uh, how does Jim Montgomery handle it? How would you like to see the Bruins handle this evening, considering there really is nothing to play for? Well, I'd rather them not block any shots. Don't don't block any shots. Don't take any penalties so you end up on the power penalty kill blocking shots or situations. Uh, but play. You have to go play because you don't play again for, well, it looks like it's Monday now. So you've got four days off here. Uh, guys like Taylor Hall who've had the last month off, you need him going a little bit more. Brad Marshall on scores last game. Maybe you go get another one, Brad. Uh, so So play hard. But obviously, you're going to manage minutes. No one's playing over 20 minutes up front. No one's going to play 26 minutes on the back end. But everyone get in there, get your reps, get, stay, stay sharp. Uh, they've had more than enough rest over the last month, and, and I think they've done a good job picking their spots for all the guys that need it. Has it, is, it is it going to be their first opponent? Is it going to be the Islanders? Is, is that decided, or is that still up no. for uh, decision as far as tonight's it's, games? It's up to tonight. So Florida plays Carolina. If Florida gets one point or wins, obviously, then the Bruins will get the Islanders. If Florida w- loses outright to Carolina, then the Bruins will be playing the Florida Panthers. So is, it's still decided. Is there a preference? I mean, I know we do this with the Celtics before. Yeah. It was decided that they were going to play the Hawks. Uh, you know, between the Hawks and the Heat, is there one team that you think they would prefer to play based on matchups and personnel? Uh, matchups and personnel, I think you look at Ilya Sorokin's one of the best goaltenders, if not the top three best goaltenders this season, so, and he plays for the Islanders. So you always kind of want to stay away from that great goaltender. On the flip side, Florida Panthers have been the hottest team coming into though. They came from behind. They gained the length at the last week to, to get – Pittsburgh at the finish line here so that's always a little bit more dangerous that hot team so it's either the goaltender or the hot team that you're going to get in the first round so Razor I'm curious from your end now that Taylor Hall is back and we've got others back as well top three lines for you regardless of opponent how are you lining them up Monday night well Bergeron line stays the same of course I go Krejci, Zaka, Pasternak, the check line, and then I'm putting Coyle, Bertuzzi, and Hall together on the third line. How so, how how big an advantage might that third line be the <laughs> deeper we get in the postseason? Because that that's a top six line most places, right? Oh, it's the matchups. The matchups that that will cause other teams to figure out is is nuts. There, there's no third line that comes close to that. The way that third line can play different ways, and then we're not even—you're putting now you're putting Frederick on the fourth line with Nosek and Hathaway if Felino's not ready yet, and then you can really put that bottom six in a blender. You can move Frederick back up, you can move Hall down. Like the ability, that depth that this has, it, it is immeasurable, and I really can't wait to see it really get utilized because they haven't had to utilize it this year. They've been able—they haven't matched lines. They just roll everybody over, and they've been so good. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of matchups they find out will work between the Panthers and the Islanders and or and where you can use that third line. It'll be it's going to be a lot of fun. And yes, that is the biggest matchup disadvantage any team's going to have. I thought of you 
when Swayman had to come into, what was it, a 4-2 game or something like that, right? Like end of the yeah. year. And you were the one who said, you're like, oh, my God, like the whole coming in midway through the third period of a game and trying to slide in there, which is what Jeremy Swayman had to do. Were you holding your breath with Linus a little bit? And is there a big difference in your confidence level in this team if the Swayman has to play extended minutes? No, there's not not a big difference in confidence. Of course, Linus has had a historic season, but I don't think there's that big of a drop-off there, if any, on any given night. Um, I, I'm still, I, I want to, you know, until Linus gets back in and play a game, I, I'm holding my breath a little bit um, to not see him finish the season. Of course, that's, that's there. That just kind of hangs over. Hopefully it is just a muscling tightening, and but we haven't seen them yet. So uh, you, you do have to hold your breath from afar in that way just a little bit. But but no, this first round, the Bruins uh, do not have any goaltending issues in any way whatsoever, whether it's Swayman or Allmark. So, Razor, so now that the playoffs are officially going get, to get underway, do you find yourself feeling, uh, you know, better about predictions uh, and you know how you think they're going to play and their ability to sweep. Or are you the guy that's a little you know apprehensive about you know you know really admitting how good they are? Because I feel like once the playoff starts, people forget about how good like a, a successful regular season team is, and then they start to kind of pull back and they they predict like with nervous you know anticipation. How do you feel about them this first round, regardless of who they play? Well. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Once game one is over, once game, the puck drops in game one, we're going to be talking about that game. And the regular season is relevant, and it's all about getting four wins. Uh, as this gets closer, yeah, I, I have more, just be, from being a player and knowing how hard the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs are and how quickly it happens, uh, I get, a, yeah, I'm a little more anxious in, in what's going to happen and how it will play out. And, and you can see, okay, now it's the Islanders or the Panthers. Like after tonight, it's one of those two teams, and now you start looking at what their strengths are and how can they can they win? Can they find a way to win a game in the Garden out of the first two? And does it get tense? So, yes, I think all in all, just looking throughout the whole league and knowing how hard the Stanley Cup playoffs are, and especially that first round, you, you the anxiousness picks up a little bit more and. And listen, I know this is not going to be easy, and the guys in the room know it's not going to be easy, and and we're going to see that in game one, one way or the other. Uh, Does the playoff beard extend to those doing television? (laughs) No, 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 no. That's that's a dressing room. That's a player thing. I I know my my lane, and I'm going to stay in it, and I'm far from a hockey player anymore. So a media guy, I will not be participating in – what should be just a uh, an NHL hockey player tradition? Is it because you can't grow facial that's hair? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I what think that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like that's a, just say you can't grow facial hair. You know, a little bit, but no, it's not as bad as it was when I actually played. As I get older, I feel like it's growing a little bit better. When I when I was twenty three, it was uh, it was pretty shoddy at best. Do you have patches like bald spots like around your face that you just can't like really overcome? Uh, it, it's it just grows more in different places. So it, like it's all kind of there, but it, it didn't. It never looked good. The mustache always grew more on me, so that that stood out to everyone. Everyone just thought I was growing a mustache. Oh, so you, so you weren't like uh, Vince McMahon's current state, where he looks like a villain <laughs> on a hanging off a train. 
tying yeah, up a damn my eyebrows distress. on like that guy too oh, oh yeah man, oh, that's a, right the eyebrows and the hair the dye eyebrows. what the hell i mean hey listen yeah. you got hair to dye your partner to the right he's you know the light shining yeah. off of him <laughs> hey razor thank you brother we appreciate it we will uh, catch you next week and we're so excited that the playoffs are here i can only imagine that you're uh bur- bursting at the seams uh what oh. a great regular season not only by the team but by you and we look forward to continuing in the playoffs if they do play on Monday night, what a day in Boston. Oh, man, I cannot wait to see the breathalyzers being taken by people going into the garden on Monday night after that day in this city. Yeah, remember remember the Patriots had to put out the, well, you know, Tom Brady clarified by lubing up, which is hydrate and drink your water. No, yeah, no, no. Explain no. it. You don't sell yeah, that right. to hockey fans. Thanks, Razor. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. There goes uh, the great Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One hotline.